0: Love, talk Radio. Good morning everyone. It's Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO, and literally today I was actually with uh with Captain Steve Isaacs. He has uh, he's the captain of the Solaris uh dinner cruise uh ship here in Destin, Florida. And we were having breakfast, just having a, a great time. I've been friends with him and his his beautiful wife and their family for many, many years. And as we were chatting, he said, Troy, I just brought her back home from dry dock, not talking about his wife, but talking about his ship. And, and he goes, I want you to see something. He goes, oh, man, I know you love the dolphins. And he was showing me. They had been coming down the intercoastal waterway from over in Louisiana. And I guess Mississippi's where they were at. And it was fun because a whole school of dolphins had caught up. They were going about six knots in the water. And I mean, just in uniform fashion, here are all these dolphins uh, going right along with the ship. And it was the most amazing thing that you ever saw. And I said, Steve, I can use this in today's coaching session. He goes, What? what's it on? I said, attitude. I said, you know, none of these dolphins are trying to get the best of each other. They're working in unison. They're going tip to tip with the ship, so they're not even trying to get in front of the ship. I said, this is just the most beautiful thing, and and it was. I mean, as I sat there and I looked at that that small but powerful observation, it, it, it automatically I knew, you know what, we're going to go through the next few days uh, uh, some things, and I'm going to break up this year. We're doing a lot of different things, so I'm going, to be, I'm going to be pulling from different books, different things. I'm looking at a, a Tim Sanders book right now, Saving the World at Work. I think that's a good one. We may get into that next week. But for a while, I want to get back to the basics. And I think in, in running a business, a home-based business or otherwise, sometimes it's just getting back to the basics that allows us to do some things that most people can't. And so we're going to get back to to just talking about some individual things. I want to look at at attitude, at self-improvement. We're going to look at leadership and relationships. Uh, I want to look at at success and teamwork and and how we can equip and mentor others. I believe these are the basic foundations of anything that we do and I'm I'm going to I'm going to really focus on these this year because it's so important. Today we're looking at do attitudes really play a part and what part do they play in our success and our failure? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some stuff from my own uh, journals, my own. Uh, you guys know I keep three by five cards and I write down stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at John Maxwell's book Attitude 101 because I really think he pulls from some things there. But when you think about it, I don't think attitude is everything. I don't think you can have a great attitude and and the world is just gonna become a utopia. But I do think that it's the starting point. I believe that your attitude plays a, a heavy role in where we're going and what we're doing, and and I also believe that attitude is a choice that we make. It's not it's not something that we're born with. It's not something that that we get up and and automatically we're going to have a, the right attitude. I think it's. It's a choice that we get to decide. Are we gonna have a decent attitude today or are we just gonna be, you know, as, as Granny used to say, getting out on the wrong side of the bed? And I think that's what we've gotta look at. See, attitude, I believe, is the difference maker. It's the thing that if you put two people that are just as talented, two people that are just as um as smart I mean if everything was equal except the attitude which what does attitudes come down to usually it comes down to the personality so if everything's equal except attitude i believe the person that has the right attitude will be the winner they'll be the ones that go because attitude makes a difference we can't underestimate the the power of a positive attitude the last few days i've i've been in negotiations with with a very interesting uh group of guys and matter of fact they're texting me right now and I'm gonna answer them in thirty minutes. It, it's, it, if I can write. Um and it's interesting as I've talked with these gentlemen, how I've watched their and, and ladies, but I've watched their attitude. And they've looked at my attitude and they've said, you know, hey let's let's discuss a little bit about some stuff. I want to know a little bit more. You know, and one thing we have kept coming back to is, Troy, when we watch your videos, when we listen to what you say, even in the midst of some struggles and challenges that face the direct selling industry, you keep a good attitude and you don't go and, and, and jump down other people's throats and call them names. I said, no, nah, man, you can't do that because I said, every everybody has an opinion, and within that opinion, within that criticism, there's usually an ounce of truth. And see, I believe that's what you've got to do. Now, I want you all to understand, my attitude doesn't always, isn't always good, just ask my wife. But it's a choice, a choice that we make. So I believe, number one, that no matter what, your attitude is a choice. Circumstances may not be of your choosing, but your attitude of how you address them, how you look at them, how you interact, how you work with them. That's your choice. I believe it's easier to maintain the right attitude than regain it. I've got a gentleman here in town, Destin. He's a homeless guy. He used to be a high-powered attorney. Something broke, something happened, don't know what. Nobody knows right now. Nobody's been able to try to figure it out. The name that he goes by may or, may or may not be his real name, and the law enforcement officials are not telling anybody except what name he uses. But he's homeless. He just stands in front of the buildings, walks up and down our little highway, doesn't bother anybody, Doesn't doesn't take handouts from anybody. People have tried to give him clothes and coats and he always seems to have money, but he never takes a handout. Law enforcement has said he's not a danger to himself and he's not a danger to others. Says so I was preparing for the radio show. I got to thinking his attitude—it's it, different. Not not something that that I understand, but it's a choice that he's making. See, he's got an attitude of saying, "I don't want a handout," just because I'm. I'm different. Just because I'm standing here don't mean I want a handout. And, and really, he's become an inspiration to several of us. My lovely bride the other day was looking, and we drove by, and she waves, and she says, you know, you never know, honey, when the Lord might send an angel to look over a city, or maybe Jesus is hanging out and just checking out things. I thought she's got a good point. I thought, this guy's got a pretty good attitude, even though I don't understand... His lifestyle. How many times do we do that? We look at other people and we say, "Well, I got a pissy attitude." Maybe our attitude is one that's messed up. Well, that guy's homeless. He he must be he must be destitute. See, that's an attitude. It's also a judgment call. We're judging somebody based on the what they look like, based on not understanding. Maybe he's totally financially rich for all we know. Third thing I found is that your attitude determines your actions. See how you have your outlook in life determines, I think, more about your outcomes than any single event. Yesterday was a, a very special day in the history of America. The first partly Afro-American, uh, African-American, excuse me, please don't take that. I mean, I screw that up. Black, first half-black president, somebody that's that's made a choice years ago which side of his culture, white or black, that he wanted to embrace. He's embraced the black culture. He's our first black president. He's been elected twice. And yesterday, on Martin Luther King Day, he was inaugurated for the second time. And and, and although I don't agree with a lot of his political philosophies, and, and I didn't vote for him either time, I stood there yesterday. I didn't stand. I watched as he stood there in the cold. He took his oath. He got to put his hand on Lincoln's Bible and on Martin Luther King's Bible. But what what I really found yesterday was his attitude. He isn't humble very many times, and and usually he's a very, what some people have said, a borderline narcissistic personality. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would totally grow, go that far. I do believe that he is very passionate about his own beliefs and his ideologies. But as he was walking away from giving his speech, he said, wait a minute, Michelle. Everybody, just just stop. I, I want to see this one last time. He goes, I'm never going to see this again, not from this view. And he turned around, and for a minute, I even think he was in awe. As he saw the million people, they said, that showed up to watch him be sworn in as the President of the United States. I thought your attitude determines your actions. He has a very bold attitude. He signs more executive orders, it seems, like than any other president in history. But yet, at least fifty-one percent of the people thought he ought to get back in, and so did the electoral college. And it doesn't really matter which side of the fence that you set on. I noticed yesterday that that he was still there with his wife by his side and his daughters. And it takes a lot to keep your family together and become a president of the United States. And I thought, you know, I may not agree with his attitudes, but obviously his attitudes seem to work well for him. I also found out something else. People that you lead reflect your attitude. See, if if you are responsible for others, whether you're the boss, the parent, the volunteer's, your attitude will be reflected through them and as i as i brought this home and started thinking about work related stuff about business related stuff i realized you know what attitude attitude is big and i i thought about the people that i lead and the people that I never meet but that send me emails and say, Troy, we listened to the radio show, or I read an article that you wrote, or "or thanks for caring about the industry. And it pulled me back into John's book and, and something that he'd wrote. You might want to write this down. Number one, he said, attitudes have the power to lift up or tear down a team. I thought of some of the companies and the people that I love, Herbalife being one of them right now. I've got a lot of friends that do Herbalife. And I thought, with all the propaganda and all the different uh, egos and 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 power players that are that are playing with that stock, and people coming and people going, and and all this stuff, that it could it could play on the team. And then I remembered something that I'd read. I read it back when I was a teenager, but John reminded me in his book. Dennis Waitley wrote it in the Winter's Edge that the real leaders in business and the professional community and education and government and in the home all seem to draw upon a special cutting edge that separates them from the rest of society. The winner's edge is not a a gift at birth. It's not a high cue. It's not in talent. The winner's edge is in the attitude, not the aptitude. And I thought, you know, what makes a company great is not the single man that has the title of CEO. It's not the shareholders. What makes a company great are those people that are that are out there that are the customers, that are the, the sales reps, that are the employees on the day-to-day basis in the in the trenches. They're what makes a company great. But how those people get there is by the leadership in the sea offices, the sea level, the executives and how they lead and how their attitudes permeate. I thought that was pretty good. second thing that Maxwell wrote was, an attitude compounds when exposed to others. You know, I've seen some dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies in life. Join direct selling companies, network marketing companies. And within just a very short period of time, because they're around attitudes that are contagious, they started to change. I remember Tom uh, Chanel on one of his radio shows had a phenomenal leader from Mary Kay. Don't, don't remember her name. It's irrelevant. I remember the story and she was sharing about how her successes had made her uh just just live a great life but one day a lady came into her team that was battered and bruised and broken emotionally and really physically she didn't have a nice car she was overcoming some i think a divorce she didn't wear makeup her her clothes were kind of raggedy but every saturday she would she would go and, and drive into this gated development. And and in this gated development, at this rock star in Mary Kay's house, she would get out of her car. And one of this lady's neighbors was watching how this gal got out in the beginning. And And in the beginning, when she got out of the car, her shoulders drooped. She, she didn't have a good attitude um, and it and it just it just got to her, but little by little each week as this lady would show up, she stood up a little straighter she she had a little bigger bounce in her walk, and it was all because she had been around the right attitudes, the right people. see your attitude will compound in others. And is that not what we want? Is, I mean, think about this. If you've got a nasty, dull, negative, disillusioned attitude and you start leading a team, well, you're going to lead a team with dull, negative, disillusioned attitude. You know what? There's not going to be trust. There's not going to be respect. There's going to be backbiting politics. Good gosh, I'm getting tired just talking about it. But if you go out there and you've got the right attitude, now I'm not talking about pretending. I don't. I'm not talking about fake it till you make it, crap. I wrote a gentleman yesterday, we're we're discussing doing some business together, and I said, you know, I kind of look at things with a pragmatic attitude. I'm constantly positive. I'm going to see that the glass is always half full, but I'm also going to realize that this is life. And I'm going to make sure we cover all the bases for the team, for the people, for the customers, for the clients, doesn't matter what it is. I mean, that's what it's about. You've got to remember that. Talents not contagious, experience isn't contagious, willingness to practice isn't contagious. Attitudes are contagious. Got to remember that. Number three, bad attitudes compounds faster than good ones. I got a Skype message today from a very successful network marketer out of Australia. Troy, are you going to cover this story? He sent me a link, and I went over and looked at it, and. A lot of people ticked off an individual saying they took my money, yada, yada, yada. and I wrote him back, and I said, well, you know what? I'm going to do several things before I cover the story. I'm going to find out about this and that and everything else. Because I don't think just because you read something where people are saying negative things that you grab their attitude. One of the things that I've been watching with Wall Street and the media all over network marketing is all they want to do is is they want to get into bad attitudes. Well, I, I, I didn't win. It must be a Ponzi because I lost. It must be a Ponzi because I spent money and didn't make any money. It must be a Ponzi because this company over here was once a Ponzi. Now, there's good and bad companies and everything. I mean, just because Madoff ran a, a Ponzi doesn't mean all of Wall Street's a Ponzi. Just because the Stanford Financial was... Seem to be a Ponzi. It doesn't mean that every banking institution is a Ponzi that offers good interest rates. But when people have a bad attitude, and they want that attitude, they want to feel justified in having that attitude, then they're going to rush out and they're going to find other people. And if you dig into that, then you're going to suck because you're going to have a nasty attitude. I was coming back from speaking at VitaCup a couple of weeks ago and never fails I'm cruising down the road and I'm talking to my wife and the kids are having fun and before you know it there's always some highway patrol or sheriff that wants to interrupt our 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 quality family time and and pull me over to meet who I, to meet me personally and they usually give me their autograph by the time we're done speaking they don't ever well they actually want my autograph but it's usually after they give me theirs and in this case this this, this guy he gave me two autographs. And he wasn't a very friendly highway patrolman. But I have the opportunity to have a bad attitude because he wants me to pay some fines on some tickets that he just didn't understand that I I was enjoying my family. But we're driving away and my son, my 9-year-old son Jetty's in the back seat. And he's laughing. Now, the last thing a dad wants is a son laughing right after he gets a ticket. And mom is kind of snickering. And I said, Jetty, what's so funny? And he said, you just tied your record, Dad. You did it with one stop instead of two. And I started laughing. He goes, I'm just wondering if you're going to be able to break your record and get another ticket before we get home. And, you know, his, his humor a lot like his mom it kind of broke that nasty attitude moment his attitude was contagious and we all started laughing then I put the cruise control on and made sure we didn't get another ticket see you got to remember that a bad attitude may catch on faster but with the right attitude you get excited and you move forward and you have fun Fourth thing John has taught is attitudes are subjective, so identifying the wrong one can be difficult, and that is so true. Let's go back to what I said on my Skype here. Here's a situation where it looks like on the surface that that possibly a company has taken some people's money wrongfully. Now, I could just jump on the bandwagon and say, we're going to cover this, and we go do a story, and better at it, or... We take the time to find out the truth. I did this just a few weeks ago. We we interviewed some people, former distributors from Melaleuca. And we put up their interview and it was biased and one sided because they're frustrated. Then I did a a review, not an interview, but a review on Melaleuca and shared some of the successes of their founder and their people and what they've been doing. And then and then I get a letter from their attorney saying that well, you might be open to litigation if you don't remove this from your website and and I looked at the email and the letter that they sent, and I could have gotten in a nasty attitude and said, well, I'm just going to tell you what. I'm going to prove you guys wrong. Now, we are going to put up a video, but but not a negative one. But instead, I wrote him back and said, Ryan, that was a great response. Thank you. I totally understand where you're coming from. And today, we'll put up a, a, a an article on their response, and I'm going to go through it in detail and, and share some of the things in it. Rightfully so, they need to get their story out too. See, you don't you don't get a bad attitude, and and you realize that attitudes are subjective. See, I understand that what he wrote in his letter about how how I'm wrong because I did this interview with them and I should take it down. Well, that's subjective because he's he's there to defend his company, just like they're there to try to protect their money. I mean, that just happens. So you've got to realize that. You got to understand that. You can't you can't just say, okay, that's a bad attitude, when it might not be. Maybe your attitude's bad. This is something I had to put up with as a kid. You ever go through that? Every time something happened, my mom, she'd say, you're going to talk to your dad when he gets home. Now, in the beginning, that wasn't, you know, okay, well, that's fine. I love my dad. That's great. Until the first time I got a spanking. And it's like, well, this sucks. So very quickly, I realized that when, when she was in a bad mood... She'd say, you're going to talk to your dad when he gets home, and then all of a sudden I realized, you know what, my dad's been working all freaking day long, and his bosses sometimes suck, and he always has a bad attitude. So I automatically knew that was going to rub off on me, as in his belt on my butt. And then I'd get a bad attitude, so then I'd yell and scream at my little brother. It's like, this is what attitudes do for you. kind of like, jeez. Why am I doing this? Because now as I'm an adult, I try not to do that with my own kids. And I failed at times. I remember I had a bad attitude one day, and Tessa had left a, a, a vacuum cleaner in the driveway while they were cleaning out the camper, and I ran over it. And I got mad at her and yelled at her. And then Dalton looks out and says, Shut up, Dad. She didn't do it on purpose. Why are you yelling at her? So them and him and I got into it. See it's, kind of, it's just bad deal. All of a sudden, I had a bad attitude, so all of a sudden, he had a bad attitude, but then I was telling him, get out of my face with your attitude, when really, I was the one that instigated it. That's why attitudes, although they're not everything in the equation, they are the difference maker. And we get to decide on our attitude. The fifth and last thing that Maxwell mentions, rotten attitudes left alone ruin everything. My son and I Dalton would not have the relationship we have today. Had I not let had we not fixed our attitude problems. We both got in our own vehicles and we stormed out of the driveway and we ended up, it was humorous later, Mama was laughing. He ends up at one end of the beach and I end up at the other. Now it wasn't like one of these cute songs where we met in the middle, none of that crap. He came home, packed up his stuff, and was gone for six months. Sixteen years old, packs his stuff up. I've taught him to be independent. And he left home. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. He just took off. Left. And it's interesting. Because in that six-month period, we both changed. We we both both got our attitudes together. We both learned a lot and now he happens to be my my business partner runs our websites has his own website called tech and gaming news and it's one of the top uh, up and coming sites in the tech and the gaming industry he just got contacted by TBS to do some reviews for them on one of their new shows interviews top CEOs in the tech and gaming world like crazy and we're business partners i trust him with me. he's got all my you know everything you need You want to know why? Because we didn't let the rotten attitudes ruin everything. You can't let rotten attitudes ruin everything, whether it's your business or your personal life. You've got to be willing to say, you know what, I'm sorry. You know what, I was wrong. You know what, I need to change. That's the key. And when you do that, you start to become somebody new. You start to be different. Does that mean you don't listen to when other people say you got a nasty attitude? Heck no, man. You want to listen. What did I say earlier? There's an ounce of truth in every critic. So listen, learn, move forward. You know, tomorrow, I think we're going to stay in this subject for a little bit. You know, next two or three days. Tomorrow I want to talk about attitudes again, how attitudes impact us as individuals. See, sometimes it's other people's attitudes and how we are affected by that. And we need to learn from that. We need to learn a little bit of science behind the attitudes. But you know, a bad attitude can can cause cancer. Bad attitude can cause high blood pressure. Bad attitude can cause stress. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. I think you'll enjoy it, folks. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And remember this: if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO heard around the world on the home business radio network, the voice in positive powered radio.